This episode of Cinema Swirl was brought to you by our lovely backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. This month, Kevin and I had the pleasure of reviewing Batman and Robin for Cinema Swirl, a show exclusive to our $5 backers. That episode, plus all the other episodes and a few more exclusive goodies, are available over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. Right, let's get swirling. Swirl episode 45. 45. There we go. Alrighty. Hello, everyone. It's once again me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin, saddling up alongside my OTP Sam as we go saddling through all of Hollywood, Saddlefornia in the US of A, looking at all of the Hollywood movies about blockbusters and things of that nature happening in those pristine hills. Hello, Sam. How are you doing today? Yeehaw. I'm all right. I'm a little bit under the weather, a little bit clogged up. But I'm I'm okay. I'm ready to go. Yeah. What have you got? A spring cold? I think I have, yeah. Oh no, that's the worst type. Or are you like most people who, when they reach their late twenties, develop hay fever suddenly? Maybe I have, and I haven't even considered that as a possibility. You see, now when you reach your twenty-sixth birthday, you're meant to get an official parcel from the government, and what it has in there now is it has your hay fever and your existential dread about the concept of growing older. I got one of the parts of that delivery. (laughs) Ah, now, where's your hay fever? You need to go down and get your injection, like. We can't have you not being sick all the time, like. Well, you can tell that we're in high spirits today because this is our first ever musical episode. Hey! Hey. Yay! Sam, are are you excited for some musical action? I think so, yeah. Some people, Kevin, and I realised this when I posted the vote for a musical episode, some people really don't like musicals. Yeah, it's true. Hate them, so they do. A lot of people really love them, but a lot of people really, really don't like them. Musicals are almost like the marmite of... of Because like it begins with the letter M, obviously. Yeah. You know, you've got an I in there as yeah. well. And an A, now that I think about it. And they've started mixing musicals and peanut butter and selling that in shops now, and that's, now that's bizarre. You've gone yeah. too far. Silly. Straight up question then, mm. as we have, we got a big response, a lot of votes for this one. We did, we've yeah, got yeah. Big response, but I imagine a lot of that response is like, oh, I'm going to use a fourth uncategorized emoji <laughs> as some sort of a fucking protest, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. But uh, we're respecting the, the results of the vote here. We are doing Greece today. Yeah. But I thought I'd ask you straight up, where are you at with the musicals? Are you one of those people who would be grabbing the old pitchforks and going down with a large group of people, not to sing and dance but to grab musicals and burn them at the stake no I, I don't mind them but i've never really gone out of my way to see them i have seen a couple of musicals i must have at some point i mean there's a which lot have of, you seen a lot of disney films are kind of musicals aren't they, well, they they've got music in them yeah. I mean, mary poppins would be a famous one which I've i was seen that. <laughs> certain that was going to get the vote in and yeah. i'm not gonna lie I, I was a little bit excited it's like hey mary poppins i myself had watched mary poppins for the first time ever recently right. i've been a little bit uh caught up in the spirit of things i went went to see a, a play with mild jups about the guy who played mr banks in it yeah. i was all excited and none of you will know about the regional theatrical experience that i've had because you all <laughs> voted for fucking 
Greece instead, which yeah. I don't know. I have a bit of a checky history of musicals, but I'm not going to lie, Sam. I'm expecting this one to be a massive slog. Oh, okay. Really? Greece? Yeah. Greece, I've not got the best history of. Oh, okay. I've seen Greece twice. Yeah. Once, where it was last Christmas with Joe, where we watched the first bit of it, and then Joe just told me kind of what happened and we did something else. And another time <laughs> I went to see it in a bar where it was meant to be a sing along. Everyone go sing along musical oh. with the Greece. Go sing it. Sing along a Greece. Yeah. Yeah, it was like go for a drink while Greece is played too loudly. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, wasn't the most cinematic of experiences on either occasion. So you've not had a pure viewing of Greece, really. You've had a kind of greasy viewing of Greece. No, I've I had a smeared viewing of yeah. Greece. The only uh, pure viewing of Greece I had was the great hospitality and culture I was shown in the island of Kos. Hey. But other, other than that, I've not had a very <laughs> pure viewing of of Greece. Okay. I was a previously a hater of musicals. Right. Okay. So you've you've been yeah. on board in that camp, and the the logic yeah. seems to be, from what I can tell, why do they keep singing? Why do they mm, say stuff yeah. and then? suddenly start singing why is that necessary that seems annoying to me that they would just start singing <laughs> right i i believe that the kind of the, the belief is in mm. in musicals and i'm by no means an expert okay i think it is is that the emotions are running at a speed or at a pace where song is just the natural kind of like when i saw lay miz for the first time i finally got musical because sometimes you just have to sing some of these emotions okay i totally understand that yeah like sometimes when i'm chopping certain vegetables in the kitchen i'll do a little sing song if yeah. i'm in the right mood about certain vegetables like you that's know that's not unrealistic is it because sometimes you no, do just sing exactly so if you if you've never burst into song you wouldn't understand i guess it might take away some of the suspension of disbelief maybe if if everyone around you started singing about vegetables with you in the kitchen then we're running into kind of oh this is very clearly a film this is not real life and maybe that's what people want they want their films to suspend their disbelief for a bit and musicals really yanks you out of that perhaps yeah but how can you have escapism if you have to suspend your disbelief and think it is real all the time you know well, i don't I don't know if it's about thinking it's real but it's being carried away with i don't know it's a, it's a confusing one it's less of a suspension of disbelief yeah. to believe that everyone in this movie feels compelled to sing than that no one in the warriors was compelled to pack a gun <laughs> with them you know other than that one gang but you know Kevin, how do all these extras know all the words to this song how does that make they're clapping all in time they've got a choreographed routine that's not real now the routine is different now i'm okay. grand with the singing i'll defend the singing but the routine i will i will not abide any oh. sort of a dance number oh no now anti-routine that's where it gets a bit strange uh. indeed where everyone's jumping up on things kicking over dinners and all that i'm yeah. not a fan of that at all <laughs> pro dinner anti-routine <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah exactly that's my my firm political stance <laughs> so can you have you seen like chitty chitty bang bang no i'll tell you what i have seen okay it's probably easier to tell you what i have seen rather than what i haven't as is the case with most films i've seen la la land oh yeah and i i thought that was all right and I, it was one of those films where i saw it once and i got everything i needed from it you know it's like oh yeah, yeah i get it it's fun. Wait, Sam, but didn't you mean you um didn't you mean to say that you watched Moonlight? Yeah. Do you remember the Oscars a couple of years back? That was Belter, wasn't it? Like, it was hilarious stuff there. That's gotta be I'm not gonna lie, Sam, that's gotta be one of the top ten OMG Oscar moments <laughs> of all time, like. Of all time. 
Um, I mean, we actually, we can talk about another Oscar moment later when we get into who's in this film. Remind me to talk about that. Oh, but... I think I may know which it might be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another musical I've seen. I've seen Frozen. Uh, okay. That's technically a musical. Let it go, let, let it go, go, like a firework. Baby, you're a firework. Frozen. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen some other ones. I've seen a stage musical called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which I thoroughly enjoyed, about a young Are they now? drag queen in Sheffield who was at school. And it was a fun musical written by, I think, the guy from... It's either The Script or The Feeling... And neither of those are great bands, but it was a really good musical. I had a good time. Oh, when you're saying that those are the kind of vague band name terms, I got really excited because I was like, oh, if he says the editors, I saw one of them fall down some <laughs> stairs once. Did you really? Yeah, but yeah. it was only like, don't be like, oh, Kevin's laugh at the lad falling down. He fell down like three stairs. Yeah. You know, and he landed on his feet, but he slid right. in a way that made him seem very comical. Like if it was in a kid's movie, it would have went, whoop, 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 whoop. You know, something like that, like. I think we've all got one of those stories, because I was on a bus that nearly ran over the singer from the Maccabees. <laughs> so, wow! <laughs> and they, they, that's what brings all these bands together. They're the type of bands that you have a story about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very calamitous, these rock musicians. So, before we get into Musical Town and we talk about Grease. Grease. Maybe we should, we should dig in to the greasy old mailbag and see what's in there. All right, all let's right. do it. Welcome to the mailbag. Hey there. Hey, you're a mailbag. <laughs> get um, your game on. Get mail. Welcome to the mailbag. These questions have come in to cinemaswell at gmail.com. Sam, we've got mail. Yep. That was a play off the popular late 90s phrase, you've got mail. Of mm. course, that was back in the day where it's like, oh, I've got email, as opposed to now where it's like, you definitely always already have mail. Oh, yeah. You have thousands of mail. Back when it was a surprise that you'd have an email, a novelty. Yeah, I, it, oh. it might be like, oh, a romantic interest subplot, perhaps. No, no, no. It's just something you didn't realize you signed up for. Rather than with me, rather than read all the emails I've got, I've just turned off the little thing that shows the badge of how many there are. So I now can relax about it. I believe that's what they call living your truth, Sam. It was hundreds of thousands. I'd been getting a lot of emails from ice cream companies. Um, (laughs) So, this question comes in from Sam's dad. Oh, here we go. Now we go here. I knew this would happen. I knew it would happen. That is Sam Chaplin's dad at hotmail.com. Well, I say question, Sam's dad is answering one of our questions. So just to answer your question from the last podcast, Hey Siri, is my dad dead? I've been surviving on Pepsi Max since my last email. I'm very touched that you were worried. Still awaiting your rescue, though. Thank you, Sam's dad. So, my dad's alright. He's, he's drinking Pepsi. Oh, that's alright. Yeah. His spirits are up, you know. I'm glad he's still using the Hotmail, you know. Mm. It, shows, it shows youth, doesn't it? You know, when you're using the, like, a young sending the you know, Hotmail, you know. He's probably not getting his recommended amount of sugar, because, as we all know, Pepsi Max... Has maximum taste. He's, he's getting more than his recommended allowance of taste. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, he's so. getting at least eight glasses of taste a day, which is what the doctors <laughs> would recommend. You know, a bare minimum, like, you know. So I'm glad my dad's all right. That's, that's good to know. Next mailbag submission. And some of these are less questions, more interesting tidbits from our listenership, which I like. Okay, that's, that's, that's fine, but... You know, if if we say, if you have any interesting tidbits, does that mm. mean we're going to get questions? I don't like this ornery audience that we're dealing with at the moment. Right. You know? 
you, you do it the way we want it to be done. It's, a, it's questions with very, very straightforward instruction. And I don't know how we've gotten to this juncture now. I think I have started saying questions, queries, or otherwise at the end of the episode. That, my, so my mistake then. My mistake. These are filed under otherwise. Okay, that's all right. And you know what? In that instance, I was the ordinary one. <laughs> it's very brave of you to admit that. Exactly. This otherwise comes in from Stephen Daniels. It says, Dear Kevin and Sam, big fan of the show. Thank you. I'm a fan of having two first names. Like That's pretty like... <laughs> no, sorry. Not only is he Stephen... A plural of another first name, Daniels. Like he's fucking all right uh, there, now, Mister uh, Fucking Three Dicks. All right, yeah. <laughs> Mister Daniels is a big fan of the show. Please say I've been listening since episode one, way back when. Thank you very much for listening for that long. I still listen to the show today, albeit on something of a delay due to my other podcasting obligations and due to only having around forty minutes per day to actually listen to podcasts. I'm perpetually behind in terms of content. In fact. Only today I finished listening to the Warriors episode. As I write this, on the 3rd of April 2019, this means I am around eight months behind. I am therefore hoping to use Cinema Swirl as something of a time capsule. <laughs> this is all getting a bit Blue Petery. Oh, I like this a lot. And send a message to myself in the future from the past. Could you please read this email out on your next episode, gladly, and pass on the following message to future me from present, brackets, soon to be past, me. Have you finished that fucking phd yet <laughs> um, when well I, have you have you have you finished your phd Stephen? have you Stephen? Stephen? have you done it you know what your, i'm talking about your podcast is asking you a question have you finished it Stephen? you're gonna feel like a right ding dong if you haven't well you know what sam i'm gonna wait right here right this second until he finishes it and if you don't you you press that pause button now <laughs> well Hang on now, I'm not finished giving out to you. And then hit the... No if more you, podcast you, listen you Stephen. Now, no, no more. Not an iota of it, right? Now, you put this down on the pause, finish it, and then come back, and only then, or you'll be getting both barrels, <laughs> all right? And you don't want to know what's in barrel number two. Now, we can find out if Stephen gets both barrels, because he said, when future me eventually receives this message, I'll be sure to email again to let you know how present me, brackets future future me, is getting on. This is all getting like season five of Lost now, but... I hang on a second now, but yeah. if that means if he's unpaused now, we should be like, you. he's obviously finished it so let's get the tone back up now i don't want to right. think about oh i finished my phd and they're still angry oh well well so, done, hey, 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 hey come good, on now good work. this lad here didn't i say didn't i say he'd just be doing it now didn't i we, didn't i we said so that's good he's done it <laughs> congratulations Stephen. we will hear in the future in an upcoming episode at some point whether Stephen has done his phd but at this point to oh i'm getting lost here but Congratulations, Stephen, or commiserations, Stephen, or get a bloody move on, mate. All right? Sam Chaplin, more like Desmond from Lost. <laughs> You're you going to die, him? Charlie. You're yeah. going to die. I love you, Penny. I've always loved you. I won't call for eight years. Okay, so one more otherwise here. This is a very otherwise-themed mailbag, I've got to admit. All right? Miscellaneous mailbag. This one comes in from Nick Panico. Panico. Hey, guys. Just discovered your podcast while looking for funny podcasts where dudes talk about movies. I am delighted wow, no. that our podcast can be found like that. <laughs> I, I'm so happy that the SEO has worked in our favour. Keywords, lads, funny movies, podcast, about. <laughs> They're all there, all the keywords, those Wonderful are our brand stuff. guidelines. I'm glad that we can be discovered in that way. Genuinely very happy. 
probably listen Absolutely. to a dozen episodes at this point. I'm currently listening to the Blade Runner episode. Okay, that's good. Okay, so yeah. I've had yeah. a song stuck in my head for like six months. So this is pre-Blade Runner episode. Before he's listened to this, he's already had this song stuck in his head. He's tried Googling it. I don't know any lyrics other than the chorus, which is just a bunch of doo-doo-doos. So Tom's Diner always pops up. I don't know what that is, personally, me. I've downloaded an app where you can hum the melody and it will try and figure it out, and that came up with nothing. Now, says Nick, I think Kevin was humming slash doo-doo doing it right when you guys came back from watching the movie. I may be wrong, but if I'm right, can you please tell me what song you were humming so I can die? <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Cheers from Aurora, Illinois, USA. Best. Nick. Thank you, Nick. So this has been plaguing Nick for a long time, what this song oh, is. God, he was already, I, like, I, had this song in his head and couldn't figure it out. And you, when just listening to a podcast episode from some funny dudes talking about movies, he's heard that song hummed by one of the hosts, which was you, Kevin. And so okay. I, I will ask you now to have, and I will edit this back in for the listener's convenience, to have a quick listen to that and see if you can identify what song you were singing. I already know, Straya, what this is, because if it's after he came back from the movie... Yeah. I've got the... Uh, let me hear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just me doing the Vangelis theme for Blade Runner in an over-the-top manner. I oh. think what's happened there now, Sam, <laughs> okay. is that I've done a parody of a song to the extent where it's reminded him incorrectly of a different of another song, song. right um, i could tell you about some of the influences of the impression uh, i just finished a rewatch of the office and andy bernard was in the back of my head i'm pretty sure you made that joke yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure you made that exact joke but if that's the song you're after it's give me the beat boys and free my soul i want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away hey give me the beat boys and give my little soul but you know it could be that, that but that was definitely van Angelus with Blade Runner theme. Okay, but if you if it's not that, then have a look into what Kevin just said, which is give me the beat, give me the beat, but give me the beat, boys, give me the beat, free my soul. Free my I don't soul. even. I just know that's the bit. I don't know what the song is called. Well, sure, Nick, look it anyway. If not, you can always just rely on the sage words of Kylie Minogue. I can't get you out of my head. <laughs> sure, it's more than I care to think about. So. You yeah. think about that, you know? <laughs> you think about the impact that Kylie Minogue made, not just in her country, but around the world, you know? Just think about it. I, I've enjoyed this edition of the Mailbag because we seem to be kind of helping people out, or at least trying to, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I feel like a, a little honour. Like, if, the, if if Cinema Swirl had a morality meter, mm. we just have gotten, a, like, a lot of good ones, like, I think so. you know? So, I hope that helps, Nick. So, Grace. This is good, right? We're, we spent a long time now talking about how we're going to help out everyone, doing yeah. good deeds for the listeners, uh-huh. and now we're about to dunk hard on this garbage whoa, movie that whoa, I hate. Whoa, 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 Nelly, I've not seen Grease, and I don't really know much about it. I do know some things about it. You've not seen Grease? Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> Did, you did, did you? Did, I seem to be putting up a. We'll get to that fucking disturbing lyric in a moment, like yeah. you know. But what do you know about Greece? Songs included stars, styles, scenes. Right, we've got John Travolta, who I primarily yes. know from Pulp Fiction and also Adele Dazim, which is when he. <laughs> 
butchered the pronunciation of Idina Menzel, I believe. What does he call it? Is it the wickedly talented or the vivacious? Wickedly talented. talented. One and only. Wickedly. A delicacy. <laughs> and he also made that movie uh, about John Gotti, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, which had that great advertising campaign over a summer, which was like, what's the matter? Are you too much of a pussy to go see the John Gotti movie just because it's got 1% Rotten Tomatoes? What are you, a loser? All right, I'll go see a shit movie then. Interesting gambit. (laughs) Too much of a coward to see the shit film. Yeah, it worked on literally dozens of people, Sam, you know. They they got into four figures with that. Like, it was amazing, (laughs) you know. <laughs> so John Travolta. So John it. Travolta, he's about yeah. making bank, making green. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> he was in Saturday Night Fever, which I've also not seen. Oh, so he, he's a very a musical man. Yeah, he's he's a talented boy. He's yeah. very talented, very handsome back in the day, and perhaps still now. I've not seen him for a mm. while. Mm. He's aged in that like kind of neither forwards nor backwards he's aged through another dimension not yet defined okay. by our notions he's just something's gone wrong like it's like someone has taken a core from out of him or something like yeah. that you know do you think like Adela Dazim was like the, the alien communication just briefly slipping through for a yeah, yeah I think so I'm just saying like at some point the inside of John Travolta was replaced with a light blue gel that has sent us <laughs> and we don't know when that was but it happened for definite because in some other of the infinite parallel universes Adina Menzel's name is Adele Dazim so it, Absol- you know. it sure is yeah. yeah and Gotti slammed it on opening <laughs> weekend in that universe as well I know he's in it. I know Olivia Newton-John is in it, and all I know about her is that she's in Greece. I don't know That's anything else. That's pretty much all I know it. from her as well. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like dismissive or anything, but I have no other knowledge of Olivia Newton-John other than she's in Greece. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. I think it's about high school students. Okay. I think there's a lot of boys in leather jackets. What boys in leather jackets? Yeah. What's the significance of these leather jackets? Slicked back hair. Yeah. They presumably Almost used grease. Greased back. Greased yeah. back. Yeah. I'm guessing they're wearing blue jeans. And a leather jacket. I've not seen lower yep. than the waist on the uh, DVD cover. I don't really know other than that. Okay. Uh, I know there's leather jackets. I know... I sort of know roughly some of the songs, maybe. Give, give, me, give me a few. Give me the beat. Well, there's the... Tell me more, tell me more. And if I get a glad... We are scoring a goal. Tell me more, tell me more. Was he offside? <laughs> it goes a well, a well, a well, a ooh before that, I think. Yep. Which, of course, was Wella, the shampoo that was out at that time, which was very popular. Yeah, and I know there's a bit where it's like, Some love up so fast. And I know that because that's the kind of shit that gets played at like wedding discos and stuff. Yeah, it, it just it it's just out there. You just hear it. It's very popular among people who like Greece. Tell me more, tell me more. If you close your eyes, so. Other than that, I know it's a musical. I don't know much about the plot. I assume it must be a love story. Yeah, okay, because the phrase summer, summer loving, loving. happens so fast. It's not summer violence. It's not summer adventure. Summer job. <laughs> happens so fast. 
summer remedial classes. Yeah, I don't know if they do any learning in school or whether mm. they're just too busy dancing and singing. So you're expecting kind of like almost like a high school musical effect where it's like you, you reckon that the song and dance is just going to be like kind of it's not a real school it's just a place where children dance professionally and sing all the time type oh, of thing oh I haven't even considered the fact that they're drama students but I don't think they are or at least oh I- no I'm saying that I'm just saying that like this is one of these settings do you think where oh, okay. it being a musical takes precedent over them actually existing as actual things or humans or whatever I yeah I think the musical nature of it is just is not part of the I don't know because maybe they're they're all going to the rock and roll clubs and I don't I don't really know whether it's going to be a musical just because it's a musical or a musical because the things around them are musical because yeah not all musicals are created the same you know because no. there's some musicals like I know Mary Poppins yeah loads of chat like fucking half an hour of chat then we'll have a song about a very specific thing, you yeah. know, and then loads of more chat and then a song. But then there's other movies where it's like, you know, if you take anything from Andrew Lloyd Webber, where mm. the people feel like we have to keep singing and dancing or the right. darkness will come back. You know, they, they can't not. And there's a, a mania about it almost. So not all musicals are, are the same experience, even though many who don't like musicals might categorize them all as one big slurp. I've just remembered that I saw Green Day's American Idiot, the musical as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Sam? I'm glad you did because someone needs to stand up to the tyranny of George W. Bush, you he, know? He was an American wazzock, wasn't he? That lad. Oh, man, that George Bush. American it didn't get Egypt. much worse than that, like, you know? <laughs> there he is now, George Bush. And there was the time when he got his verbs wrong as well, that son of a bitch. Bloody plonker. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the Grease chat with my... I just remembered a musical that I'd seen, and that there was a little bit of talking in that, but it was mostly the songs of Green Day. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, this is not a... I've heard people be very disparaging about jukebox musicals. Jukebox musicals? Yes. These are musicals that are built around a pre-existing catalogue of songs. Say Mamma Mia. Ah, Say We Will Rock Across you. the universe. Yes. Which is really bad. So that they, they build a musical around some songs that already exist. This isn't that. The, I, I assume these songs are written for Greece. They're oh, not yeah, doing you're, other you're, songs you're, of the day. They're just doing no, you, the yeah, songs yeah. from Greece. These are, these are greasy songs, these absolutely. Are, these are lovely Grecian songs here that we've got. <laughs> right, I don't know who was responsible for this. I don't know who directed it or wrote it or anything like that, if it was based on anything. Has anyone in your kind of immediate like like social circle or family yeah. or anyone like that, have, have they been actually like, oh, Greece... Love Greece because, like, the reason why I've got a lot of anti-musical blood in my veins is because yeah, yeah. my parents, two things they really hated without question were peppers and musicals, and that kind of I just took that as being like I don't like those peppers things. Peppers is in like them. green, red, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Waste Sam I only started when I was twenty-one. Wasted oh, years, God. wasted wasted you've missed out on so many crudités i know i've spent more of my life not eating peppers than i have eaten peppers Bloody i literally hell. cannot wait till i'm 40 to rectify <laughs> that wrong it's like yes fucking i'm on the right side of the fence now like you know <laughs> on the right side of pepper history exactly yeah no some people have been at me about it and i this happened recently i was at a wedding and at the disco they were playing some of the songs from greece and I didn't know them. And people really? were very oh, like, tell me more. <laughs> it, it, 
it has not yet got old. No, not yet. <laughs> and they were saying, how do you not know this? How do you not know this? It's, it's from Greece. And I was like, I haven't seen Greece. They're like, Mah! Like, really surprised that I hadn't. <laughs> they became a chicken like That was <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah. They were very Crazy. upset that I hadn't seen Greece or that I didn't know the songs from Greece. This is a big deal to some people. This is, in fact, to some people, this is like a given that you will have seen it because it's Greece, you know? In the same way yeah. the Star Wars can be that for some people. For some people, it can be ludicrous that I have not seen Greece. I, no, I, I totally get that because I think the the movie, if definitely not at least the songs, mm. are a very important part of a lot of people's upbringing and kind of culture because yeah. this is a movie that's what kind of mid-late 70s, that's a, a loving homage to the 50s which right. obviously you know that was why it was so important is because it introduced a lot of that culture maybe a jazzed up version of it to a younger generation but also then it allowed that older generation to thump their chest and go yeah things were awesome in the 50s right so i think it's why it's held i mean there's a lot of people you know there's the the, the rockabilly sorts and all that the people who are kind of trapped in the realms of time and they dress in like yeah, they yeah. only eat food from the 50s right like, they'll it- only eat really old tinned meats and stuff like that only really dusty corned beef yeah. and old peaches and that's all they'll have because they love the lifestyle so much and they drive big cars so they do I was gonna say I tell you what I expect to be in this film number one a diner yeah number two a big old car I do like those big old cars big dirty old cars yeah. like put the cylinder of cancer in to make this big old car pollute the earth <laughs> <laughs> they do look nice though and you can you can still get those cylinders of of cancer. You can do that. They're still available. You just have to look online for for, a, us to for an antique for dealer. <laughs> Which brings us: Is your old car that makes everyone sick from back in the day? Is that running low on the essential toxins? Keep well, it going. we can sort you right now. Every month, we'll send you a boutique selection of egregious chemicals. <laughs> Make sure to use the coupon code Swell to get 20% off at checkout. So, Sam, are you ready to, to, to do it? Are you ready to strap yourselves into our hot rods, rev up this bad boy, put on some tight jeans, and then put them on again? I think so. I can't work out what the plot will be. Is the plot... Are you going to have a good time? I don't know, because you didn't have a good time. You don't no. like it. No, I don't. But, 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 but. Is that one of the songs? But, 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 it is, it's, it's a great number, that one. Nick will be emailing in again and be like, what was that? <laughs> what was that bit like, yeah. That was the butt song by MC Double Butt. I think I am going to allow myself enough scope okay. to enjoy it, because while I have seen this movie, mm. neither viewing was ideal, Yeah, and I am watching this now with... Full attention and gaze. Sit down, take it in. I'm going to take it in. You know, I like the outfits. I like the style. The uh-huh. music is toe-tappingly good. So yep. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm I'm going into this with a positive outlook. I can't change the movie, Sam. All no. I can change is my reaction to it. Okay. That's a good outlook. So, yeah. <laughs> it's gossamer thin, Sam. It's gossamer thin. With that in thin. mind, <laughs> let's go to... <laughs> let's go do a cinema swirl. Scream! 
Greece. Dun, 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 dun. I want you, Greece. Greece. Just uh, come back from watching two hours of summer loving happened so fast. Uh, well, Sam, initial gut reaction to Greece. The film was alright. England. The film was okay. It was fine. It was a film. The film was fine. <laughs> so, it's impacted you positively? Uh, well, uh, Kevin, we've, yeah. had, we've had a little streak going on of five-star wipe films here. I know, an unparalleled streak, some might say, Sam. I have a feeling that streak might be coming to an end sometime It soon. may come crashing down here tonight. Mm. Uh, it may feel that way. Yeah. yeah. I will say, from this, my most focused viewing so far mm. of of this movie mm-hmm. ain't a whole lot of singing going on is there i mean there there's some there's more some. than an average film yeah what i'm talking was there like seven songs it felt like Something i'm like not that. talking about ambient dance hall songs i'm talking about we have to sing about a thing there wasn't as much of that as you might expect yeah no this has happened so many times because i've been shown like a whole bunch of musicals recently by joe the intern Mm. every time i come away it's like huh you know for the three and a half hours of the same the music there was three and a half songs in it or like you know there was hours it fell in between songs and bed knobs and broomsticks i feel like here we are now what you like is an opera that's all singing. <laughs> Sam, you know what's happened? I've put it all on the Les Mis high shelf. Right. And I expect everything to be sung dramatically and phonetically yeah. by Russell Crowe. Well, and I feel like I've not gotten that here. If you want everything to, you know, adhere to those lofty standards, then you're going to come out miserable, aren't you? That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. A total, total miserable <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So, Sam, how would you say your affinity is for the time of Greasers sharing milkshakes in booths chrome cars women not being allowed to vote and what other stuff happened in the 50s i'm not sure no i will say i like the look of the cars and i like Mm -hmm. some of the outfits there were some big brum brums in this wasn't there? some big brummers yeah and some funky gear very the kit was immaculate yes there's some some real nice kits you can see why there's still some of that style hanging around today still some people dressing a bit like that because pomade will never go out of style i think as a style the kind of 50s look or the series of 50s looks have aged better than some other eras i would say yeah and certainly we talk about aging better i know that like things are a bit different back in you know the olden times you know the the older generations Mm. and all that but these kids look like they're fucking 50 Like, seriously. Like, tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) Did he go for the early boy special? Because, yo, you go in there at six with your card, you could get off a real good discount on soup. Yeah, there are are some of these kids who look a little bit like kids, and then there's some who look like they are way too old to be playing these characters. Tell me more, tell me more. Have you ever heard of sunscreen? Like, literally ever. (laughs) You know? I'm the dermatologist here asking you to tell me more about your incredibly risk-prone lifestyle as it pertains to your skin health. I mean, this would be like if the, the guys who played the Inbetweeners started playing the Inbetweeners now. Like, that was like their debut was when they're like, now. You know? Or your man, the big tall one, Greg, what's his face? If, if he, he was, was one of the Inbetweeners. Yeah. Hey, dudes! <laughs> I'm a large fucking double bed-shaped man pretending to be a child. This, is, this shit is really weird. It's very strange. Oh, 
also as well, do you know you're meant to wear sunscreen, like, normally? Not even, like, just on holiday. Are you not, are you? Yeah, you're meant to. Nah. Oh, well, when it's hot out. Yeah, no, no, it's honestly meant to wear it all the time. No, no, you're not. I'm just saying. That's Shut what you're meant up. to do. <laughs> Let's go have a bevy in the sun. <laughs> the hot, hot sun. Which is getting hotter and hotter every day, which is actually value for money when you think about it. It is. It represents great value. We open this film on a big greasy wave. Yeah, best summer ever. And there's a couple smitching on the beach. And I put in my notes like, this feels like the end of a film, not the start. And that's what they've done there. They've done that on purpose because he says, this is just, it's only the beginning, Sandy. Is this the Credits, end? Credits. No. And that's boom. We hit, we're out and we're done. Easy three minute movie. Easiest one we've done. She's going to go back to Australia. He's going to go back to being a Greece man. It's going to go back to Greece. <laughs> So, the end of the film happens at the start. But that's not the end. No, that's going to be the end of Summer Loving, the Grease prequel, which has been announced because we all live in the nether zone. (laughs) Are they going to make a prequel of that nice summer they had together? Yeah. Nice summer. Uh, Sounds sounds great, like. Yeah. Well, like, going to be two hours of gentle petting and long kisses on the beach. But the... There must be some... Sam, don't, don't get no, me wrong. All right. I love a good snog as much as the next man. Sure. But s- snogging on a beach, it's not all it's cracked up to be. No? I've been, I, I've been told. Because it's just... <laughs> it's not... It's horrible. I can it's imagine. Horrible. I can imagine, right? You yeah. Know? There's sand everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And Sandy is there Sandy's as well. There. You don't want to get Sandy Sandy. On like. a sandy beach. You want to get Sandy Randy, not Sandy Sandy. Well, That's not what you want, like, you know? Danny should be so lucky. What do you do? You, you head out with some fucking jamoke you met and got sand everywhere all <laughs> fucking summer long. Three months of that? Yes, yeah. I want to go back to Australia now. <laughs> but that, that was not the end. That was the bit before the cartoon. Yay, the cartoon. Now, here we go now. There's a fucking cartoon. There's a disgusting disgusting title thing where the grease is squeezed out of the grease tube and forms a big blob of grease well grease is the way we are feeling that's what they say in the song they keep saying that grease is the word and i think what they mean is grease is the title of the film <laughs> grease is the movie you're gonna watch <laughs> this is grease. grease is the thing in your dvd player <laughs> Also, as well, uh, an Alan Carr production, yeah. which is good to know that he was uh, doing well for himself in the early days. Although, very odd that he segued from Hollywood blockbuster Broadway music adaptation to uh, Channel 4 daytime light entertainment. Oh, bless. Well, you know, people sometimes fancy a switching career, you know? That's true. It's tough yeah. at the top, as all Alan can say. Quick Pepsi sighting at the start as well, which is good to know. Is this a pep? I, I missed the there pep. There was a, a little bit of Pepsi in there, yeah, you know? Nice. Well, I think this movie's all about mates, though, isn't it? So, oh. I mean, Oh, it really well, makes yeah. sense to have no, that Pepsi that, branding going on there. there. So we go away from cartoon. That was always the bit I hated in movies as a kid. Where like, I remember the, someone was like, Kevin, do you want to watch the Pink Panther movie as a child? I'm like, do I? Pink Panther. And there's a cartoon. And then yeah. it's like, oh, who's this fucking real human weirdo? Oh, yeah, here? when it transitions into real life. And it's- Where's my cartoons? Yeah. Like, you know? Uh, and we got no more cartoons. That is the end of it. So mm. those of you who are expecting an animated feature voiced by John Travolta with those weird faces that they show in the mirror animated. Although he has voiced, uh, didn't he voice like Bolt, the the fast dog or something? Did he? I'm sure he was the fast dog or was Bolt the fast snail? Bolt. 
Travolta. There was a fast John snail Travolta. as well now. I, are you maybe John Travolta you might have been thinking of was the uh, voice artist in that case, I Bolt believe. It's a 2008 American computer animated comedy adventure film. Stars John Travolta. Well, there we go. The film's plot centers on a white dog named Bolt, who having spent his entire life on the set of a television series, thinks he has superpower. Okay, it's a super dog. It's a super power dog. Super dog. dog. Okay. Called Bolt. John Travolta. Well, here he is in Rydell High. Yeah. As part of the T-Birds yeah. who beat herds. <laughs> Fucking hell. My glasses have slid right <laughs> off my nose. That was so smooth. They are immediately a bunch of dickheads, aren't they, these T-Birds? Well, when they say things like, there's Danny, voopy voop doo 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 bop. <laughs> who the fuck are these guys? Well, they're doody, sunny... Putsy, mutsy, inky, binky, Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde, or whatever they're fucking called. Sonny's like legit a grown ass man. He's the oldest looking one, isn't he? He's very old. I know if it's meant to be a player, like, kind of, oh, Sonny, he's so dumb, he's about to repeat every year, and now he's, he's got a wife and kids, like. Maybe. But he's very old looking. Very, very old looking. I think Putsy is the only one who seems sort of young looking yeah putsy but they, they he's the, the young virginal member yeah. of the group you see so it's kind of maybe that's the thing that Greece is saying is that once you've lost your flower so to speak right. you become a disgusting age of thousand old years. man like you know <laughs> they don't tell you that in school no we get introduced to our other gang mm-hmm. who are the pink ladies I want all the pink ladies I want them alive if possible if not wasted <laughs> <laughs> the riffs are gonna run rough shot on this shit. I'm just saying. The the T Birds and the Pink Ladies, they they're not heavy. They're not well known. No. They don't write about their raids in the Rydell paper. So we've we immediately set up our two distinct camps here. Boys and girls. T Birds, leather jackets, pink jackets. <laughs> I guess it's a very jacket heavy movie there's a lot of stats <laughs> with the jackets. jackets they eat jacket potatoes letterman jackets pink yeah. jackets you know it's, it's jacket heavy jacket chan you know all of the <laughs> all of the jacket talk is crazy and the t-birds they bully a nerd very early on called eugene oh what a nerd did you see that nerd it's, it's the fucking archetypal nerd right there he's wearing like a <gasps> smithy's nerd outfit that you'd get in a proper costume shop isn't it and that's proper like smithy like I don't think they realise that but I'd say a good 20% of that turnover is like nerds who legitimately need clothing (laughs) that's just where they go they they wander in there be like oh this this is the shop for me this is the yeah exactly this joke shop yes I'll have these three blazers and that plastic turd please to uh, complete the ensemble So, there's going to be a dance-off. A dance-off yeah. at the end of the year in the Scootle. So there is. And it's going to be on TV. Yeah. So that'll probably take up a good chunk of the movie later. Sure. Sandy <laughs> is... So she didn't go home to Straya. No, she didn't. She's still here in America. And she is introduced to the Pink Ladies. It's her first day at school. Now, I thought that maybe Sandy's Australian accent wasn't as convincing as it could have been. But I... Olivia Newton-John is Australian. Yeah, and then take it up with her then, you know. That's, so, that's, that's her <laughs> fault, I like. Can't, I can't really say, like, you'd, she didn't sound that Australian to me. She sounded a bit posh British at some point. Apparently, yeah. she, when she was asked to take part in this movie, she turned the role down. Okay. Uh, Joe told me this, that she turned the role down because apparently she felt she was too old. 
right. for the role. Uh, and she's like <laughs> the only one who legitimately looks the roughly, yeah. even remotely the part. I think she, she probably thought that and then was introduced to the rest of the cast and went, oh, okay. <laughs> I yeah. understand Sonny, can you go convince Olivia Newton-John to be in a shorting? Let me just put in my dentures and I'll get on my little old wagon and drive down the road to see him. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, why don't you be in the movie with us and the rest of the guys? <laughs> And the coils. There were dinosaurs back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> so these two little gangs—they're both kind of outsiders, aren't they? Groups of like, yeah. They're not the jocks. They're not the cheerleaders. No, they, they would be the freaks from Freaks and Geeks. Well, I, they're not the nerds, are they? And they're not the no, jocks. No, but they're, they're cool. They're, they're cool outsiders. They're kind of the in betweeners, aren't they? They're kind of somewhere Almost in the a, middle a little of bit. bit. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy, but isn't they, it? They sit around making fun of the jocks and making fun of the cheerleaders. They're, they're not the most popular ones, but they're still cool, right? Yeah, and it's before James Franco or marijuana is invented, so none yeah. of them are burnouts either. So they're, they're, they're still, you know, they comb their hair. You know, that, that's a very important thing to, to remember here now. When did that go away? You know, like kids now aren't combing their hair. Well, maybe they are. I don't uh, know. No, kids are dabbing these days mainly. Yeah, Sam. Uh, I think so. Their hair. And that, that you may think it looks a little bit like they're doing a side <laughs> part, but often that's very incidental. If anything, it's just they're they're more about the move. Oh, you've got a nice side part in there. Yeah, whatever, Granddad. Shut up. Go yeah. continue to live your Polaroid existence in my Snapchat universe. <laughs> so Putsy at one point is looking up some girls' skirts, and that's just classic banter in the fifties. It was a different Isn't time. It? It was just banter. It was It fun. was just good times back then. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. Did you look up or squeak? <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. We have a good look. Do you have a good yeah. feel? Uh, Danny, tell me more. We we get our first song here, which is Summer Lovin', one of the famous Yeah, which ones. is performed by dirt boys eating meat on the bleachers talking about tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a... A neat song in a way, in that it has the the two kind of conflicting stories of what went on here. Uh, yeah, and each group is kind of like, oh, you thought they were sounding annoying. Wait till you hear this. Tell me more, <laughs> tell me more. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the end is flinging shit at each other. It's just absolutely <laughs> awful. And I, I was reading up a bit about the movie, and apparently now some of the choreography was quite hard to do. Right. And the bit where all the men were on the bench there, all the lads, and they're on the bleachers, and they have to do those very, very pronounced specific steps in time while singing on the bleachers yeah. in the old-timey shoes. Apparently, it was really sore. And I think that's good. I think that's really just great. Like, I'm that, really, that they were really sore doing their dirty song. <laughs> their dirty, mean song. I mean, this... <sighs> This song is fine, isn't it? Did she put did she put up a fight though? I know. That line was a bit yucky. And then when he's like kind of he's doing all cool, he's like, I took her bowling. I put that in your OK Cupid profile. Uh, sure, I'll take you bowling, so I will. I'll take you down the leisure centre and we'll do the bowling the- and I will play Time <laughs> Crisis as well, so you will. And I'll buy you your chips. To me, like the most interesting part of this song is at the very end, where it's like, Those summer... It was. I think it was the brown note. I did shit myself a little, and I wasn't sure if it was the song or if it was just me here playing fast and loose with the fiber. But uh, it was yeah, the that was weirdest uh, harmony or like 
Ugh. ending cadence or something it's just weird I mean no. I like a good <laughs> I like a good song and I like the old character bits that they're doing but really someone needs to sit down and kind of go you know what having half a dozen Harley Quinns and half a dozen extras from the Sopranos do a fucking sing song <laughs> in harmony with each other is probably going to get a little bit grating let's do it for the whole movie yay like, I was at the point I was kind of going I hope there's some good heartbreak coming up because that'll make the songs go down a bit you know there'll be there have to be a little bit sad and do a little sad song you know the, I don't know when to get, when to get to this but aside from the biggins like the famous songs yeah which are tell me more grease lightning I got chills they're multiplio yeah I don't really like the songs in this. I mean, those are the three bangers. They're the three bangers. Everything else, I'm not really into. Would you say they're clangers? And even the bangers, I'm not that into. Do you think, I mean, I feel like you should report back when you do your postscript at the end, if you have been doing a bit of a hum or whatnot, you know? Because I watched GG Bang Bang the other day, and I was like, meh, I don't think I cared for the music that much. And then this morning, you know, when I spilled a bit of coffee, I was like, out from the ashes, out from the ashes, grow the roses. Grow the roses, and that's that's in my heart that song, now, mate. Sam. You know, but you never know. You might start asking people if she put up a fight tomorrow. Uh, you know, you meet your friends. <laughs> yeah, at work. Yeah, you know. Tell me more. Tell me more. No, I don't. I don't know if I will. We have a rally with Coach Calhoun, Sportman. My boys, my boys are primed. My boys are gonna slaughter them. They're gonna rip out their fucking hearts. They're gonna <laughs> eat their skin. I like the term banner year. I don't know what banner year means. It's like a good year. A banner year it's sounds be a great. Banner year. It's been a banner year for Cinema Swirl, I think. Yeah, we've made so many banners. We have. On lots the Facebook of bunting as well. Page. Yeah. <laughs> we've had to do all these different banners. It's been a real banner year. So, one of the T Birds has been working all summer because he's going to get him some wheels. Yeah. Which is street talk for a car. Yeah, because Kaniki turns up in his busted ass car later on, doesn't he? That dirty L Glushton. A banger it is. And Danny's like, what a what a hunk of joke you got this stupid car. <laughs> and I'd be like, mate, what a hunk of nothing you got, you Don't know? have a go at him, mate. Where's your car, Danny? It's up Cack Alley is where it is, <laughs> mate, you know? On the corner of Never Gonna Happen Boulevard. But unfortunately, the, the Scorpions roll by in their much cooler Guy Fieri car that they've got. Yeah. Now, yeah. that car, they got that in Flavortown, you know, and that's, the rates there are really good, you that's know? That's a nice car right there. That's a hot rod, if I've ever seen that one. That car, Sam, I wanted to dip that into some Cool Ranch dressing and just eat it, like, you know? Yeah. Just crunch into that thing, you know? What Kaniki's got right there is a cold rod, you know? And no one wants a cold no, rod, do no. they, you know? Pop that in the microwave. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, no, don't, because a rod is metal, and in the microwave, sure. What you want now is a warm cloth wrapped around <laughs> your cold rod. <laughs> and that'll bring us up. That'll bring us up now dream. to equilibrium. That'll be the dream now. But sure, yeah. that's the way it goes. Now, Sandy has been chatting about this nice beach bloke that she met on summer vacation. Oh, tell me more, tell me yes. more. Does he have a big dick? <laughs> <laughs> and Danny's been chatting about this beach chick who he... It's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he does like a, a shagging motion, but he doesn't say that he shagged. But he yeah, he's doing a shagging motion where he said we were making out. We're making, like, what, like, you making out with your dick? Like, what, what is this <laughs> thrusting action like? Uh, but the, the two are reunited here. Because it turns out they're going to the same school. Ah! And so Danny initially is like, oh, hey, Sandy, how it, oh, I, miss, I miss you. And then he's, he realizes he has to be cool. And his... it's the language here on him now, Sam. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. How have you been? Nothing much. 
Rocking and rolling, he says. The cut of this lad. Too cool for the girls he is, is he? Yeah. Oh, now, we've all we've all seen this now. This lad here trying to impress his mates. What are you going to do, make out with your mates? No, come on now. His jokes are so bad. Like, she says, oh, what happened to the Danny Zuko that I knew from the beach that we spent three he months on? He never rock and roll, like. And he was like, oh, I don't know, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's two of us. Uh, look us up in the uh, yellow pages or something. Am I all right? And his mates are all laughing in the back. It's not. It's, it's not all about joke. the attitude, though, Sam. You know, yeah. it's like you know that you might have thought that was funny, but in the same way that Michael McIntyre does a tight segment about something you don't relate to, yeah. it's the way in which he told it engages with the audience. It's the delivery. Is, it's the delivery, which is not for us. Because Travolta slicks his hair back and so <laughs> it's it's fine. It's actually it is funny objectively and then we get some objectively creepy advice here from the pink ladies mm. the only man a girl can rely on is her daddy <laughs> okay <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh also as well it's important to point out that the t-birds aspire to race their hot rods on thunder road yes. which i assume is a, like an electric pokemon gauntlet yeah i think so you'll never have a rock type pokemon i will i'll have six i will have six Good ones, ready to go. You'd have to make your way down Thunder Road to get to the Thunder Gym and face yeah, exactly. the Thunder Gym leader, whose name is Thunder Jim. <laughs> Thunder Jim. <laughs> go, Thunder Jim! <laughs> yeah, men are rats, they're fleas on rats, they're amoebas on fleas on rats. Frenchie invites Sandy to a sleepover. Girls nice. Which is what high school girls do they have sleepovers and they talk about boys and right? they're smoking and drinking and twinking and peer pressure piercing there's so much peer pressure and mocking songs yeah it's like oh do all these things so have a smoke have a drink have a big thing through your ear don't throw up when you have the thing in your ear and she to give Sandy her Jew, she does all those things, and then they have a whole song, a whole song and dance routine to make fun a whole of her. Song and number, yeah. But I'll tell you what, though, I mean, not being cool. you don't just go head first into the dessert one. You got to develop a palate first for that. Like you, you just have don't some go... Twinkies first. Exactly, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'll tell you what, Twinkies and wine is an immaculous combination. Yeah. If you're wondering what's a good wine to pair with your Twinkies, a nice fruity Riaka goes great with a Twinkie. Makes you feel like you're uh, eating some sort of a wine-flavoured cream slice. Oh, God. <laughs> that doesn't sound pleasant. I've never had a Twinkie. What is a Twinkie? A Twinkie is kind of like an eclair that can survive a nuclear apocalypse. Without any chocolate, it's like it's like a little tube of cake. Tubular, with cream in yeah, it. tubular. It's. I'll say the reason is Sam. It, it, it is different for us here in the UK. Is that mm. I would say mini roll to draw a comparison, a okay, cream filled yeah. roll. I like yeah, that. Yeah. But it is of such a processed consistency, even compared to a mini roll. It's quite dense and tightly packed. Right. The cream is thickly packed in there. Yeah, yeah. So it is Four. It is an experience unto itself. And I think I think you'd enjoy them. All right. Might give them a go. Love a Twinkie. Love a Twinkie, man. Do a new podcast where I try... <laughs> Try American Twinkies. sweets, yeah. British boy tries American sweets. It'd be an indulgent podcast in yeah. more than one way. <laughs> but yeah, if someone's going to go to the extent of doing a mocking song, and you're from another country, like if someone's going to do a mocking song of me, mm. I, I expect them to have a whirl at my voice instead. Whereas this Rizzo, this Rizzler, this character, she doesn't even do a voice. She's like, "I'm Shandy." No, that's your voice. You're Rizzo. <laughs> That is your voice. If anything, you've just done a more pronounced version of your own voice. So all the, all the mocking goes down. Sandy comes out and says, are you mocking me? And they're like, oh, take a joke, you, you ding-dong. Take a joke back to Australia, mate, yeah? 
<laughs> take a joke, turn it upside down, which is how you'll be familiar with jokes, and go You've got to come over here, learn straight. to speak the fucking language, yeah? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But luckily, the T-Birds turn up in their rubbish car. And Danny is like, uh, gives Rizzo the cold shoulder, and she's like, what are you going to do, Danny? Are you going to go home to flog your log? <laughs> Flog your log, which flog I think it's a, it's a wank, I think, is it? Yeah, and he sort of says, well, I'd, ha- I'd rather have a wank than ha- hang around with these dickheads. And off he goes. And off he goes. Off he goes. Have a nice wank at home. You know, it's all right. You know, end <laughs> the night on your terms, man. End the night on your terms. And then Sandy sings a devastatingly sad song mm. where she says that even though Danny's a total burke, that I'm hopelessly devoted to you. Yeah, I, this was a, a popular song, apparently. This was a, a, a smash hit or something. But I've never something heard about it. hopeless devotion doesn't inspire a lot of hope mm, in me. No. Like if a partner said to you, "I'm hopelessly devoted to it's you," it's the hopeless bit that I'm not happy with. There, it's the hopeless. That's yeah. never a phrase I want. I never want to hear that adjective in a relationship. Delightfully devoted to you, fine. Hopelessly, uh. <laughs> even devotion is like a duty type thing. It, yeah. I don't know, it feels like hers is the song of every woman in a movie from 1950 onwards i don't know to like the 70s i think if we were gonna like do this now and swap the songs around i'd probably put bohemian like you in there and just be like and i like you and i like you i feel whoa that's why i keep seeing you in pools (laughs) seeing you in pools so, important to note here is that Knicky and Rizzo, they hook up. They hook up, they all make out. They make Condom it. breaks, because it's a million years old, <laughs> and they have unprotected sex. Tell yeah. me more, tell me more. Was that very, uh, not a good idea? That was, that was not wise. No. Neither is keeping a condom that you've had since the seventh grade. I don't know how long ago that was, but it sounds ages ago. Who sells a condom to a fucking nine-year-old boy? Uh, probably self-service, mate. You can get away with it. It's fine. What? In a fucking bar bathroom? Where's this boy going? I'm just saying, this is a dirty boy. <laughs> Sorry, the the other day, I was in a Morrison's bathroom. That's a grand, a grand bathroom. It's where most of my stories start. And I was in there. And it's where your story will end, chap. <laughs> and uh, I washed my hands and I looked up. And there's a condom machine in the Morrison's bathroom. There's one in, in my local Morrison's as well, but yeah. But it's a supermarket where you can buy condoms. Yeah. For presumably much cheaper than buying them from a machine. You well, can... if you're going to buy single condoms from a machine. Uh, you buy in bulk. Have some optimism, you know? Get a, a multi pack. Has anyone bought a condom from a supermarket bathroom? I ask you that. Well, all I would say, Sam, is that I think the more optimistic would be to actually only buy the one and assume that you would have there'd be no issues involved, and that one is you know, that's like buying one bullet yeah. for your gun, you know? Oh, it'll be grand. I'll shoot, I'll shoot him the first time. Like, I, exactly. are you sure? Do you want another one just in case the bullet falls off and rolls around the ground and gets hairy? Buy several. Go to the self-service checkout and you don't have to talk to a human being. It's what we all do. It's what we all do. Unless they come in those big, massive plat in Tesco, they come in the big. Uh, all those like, things that you can't, you can't get into. And you have to bring up this big, massive cube with like all those like, lasers oh. on it. It's like, can I buy condoms, please? <laughs> or can I buy lube, please? And like, yes, okay, but only if you I answer me the these questions over. three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Release it from the cube. So, Danny and the Ghostbusters fix up the car in shop. Yeah. Ooh, grease lightning. Ooh, grease lightning. Ooh, grease lightning. Ooh, grease lightning. Ooh, grease. Ooh, ooh. Grease lightning. 
Greaseland. And you know what as well, right? I, I will say the most of this made me think, and I know I've already used the phrase of damp cloth in this yeah, yeah. review, but I thought, oh, grease lightning, like you would want not to throw water on that. That would just scatter and maybe cause a burn, you know? You would want to put a damp towel over that grease lightning just to... An actual greased lightning. Yeah, like a chip pan fire is what I thought of when they were talking <laughs> about, you know, grease lightning. Yeah. Don't be throwing water on no, it, like, you know? I'll make it worse. So, John's got a special voice that he does for this where he goes down low and he talks like this It's a bit Elvis-like at times. What the mess? Do you want to hang out with me the rest of the team, man? Make my car go so fast. On this the day of my daughter's wedding. You come to me with this banged up automobile. I'll tell you what though, on a budget, a big musical number really is the best value to renovate your car. They have that thing looking good in no time. I mean, John Travolta is no Tim Westwood, but that ride gets pretty pimped, doesn't it? It does. It gets yeah. pimped and jacked up. It <laughs> does get jacked up. I've noticed the, the kind of transition between speaking voice and singing voice is very <laughs> dramatic <laughs> here. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> to the point where I'm like... Is this the cast singing it? Is it? Can John Travolta sing? I assume he can. You no, know, he can. He absolutely has right. the voice of an angel. But... but they've obviously recorded the songs in a studio and the yeah. talky bits on a film set. And it just, because of the time and the use of technology, it just sounds very sudden. It's a little bit janky. It's yeah. very noticeable. All those 60s musicals and stuff that I've been watching recently, it's very noticeable where it's like, it's time to start singing and Dick Van Dyke's mouth isn't moving in time anymore. Yeah. It just Or it's at a completely different octave. That's why I guess seeing live musicals is so impressive because mm. you can see all the choreography and all the crazy shit happening and they're legitimately singing right then and there. Yeah, yeah. That's the noise coming out of the mouth. I, I love the idea of all them dancing around just kind of breaths going, the musical and Grease Lightning gets all fixed up but it's not actually fixed up no they fixed up in the song and then in real life it's just kind of like a little bit the song is the planning stages right it's, it's the conceptualization like you know the R&D yeah, yeah exactly conceptualize what this will look like through song blue sky thinking blue sky thinking <laughs> blue sky thinking blue but if you grease lightning, <laughs> they're in a diner now. There's one of my favorites. Yes, you, you called it, Sam. You called it. Yeah, there's a diner. Yeah. There's old cars. One of my favorite lines in this, which I, I just really enjoyed, and it's kind of lame, but I enjoyed it, was where Rizzo's saying something to, to Danny, and he's upset, and he just goes, oh, bite the weenie, Riz. And she says, with relish. And I'm like, that's... That's classic. That's great. I mean, it bite is, the weenie as an insult is very strange. It is. I mean... Is it just like suck a dick? Or is it just like... Is it more innocent than that? Bite a weenie. I mean, I love frankfurters. Oh, yeah. I'll tan a whole jar of those. With relish. You know, with relish. <laughs> so I'm Team Rizzo here. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't care what anyone says. So Danny wants to apologise to Sandy. But he insults her boyfriend. He says that his brains are in his biceps. <laughs> Oh, all right. Where yeah. the fuck are your brains then, numbnuts, huh? <laughs> In my log that I flog. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Come on now. So, Danny gets the sense that he's less than. He's not the man for Sandy. Maybe that now it's not summer love and he has to do a little bit to impress her. Yeah. So, he's going to try his hand at sport. Spout. Sport. Masculine Spout. sport. Prepares a young man for society. Baseball. Danny is shit. Basketball. Danny bites. Wrestling, Danny blows. Running, 
Danny is somewhat competent, mm-hmm. but he falls at the first hurdle. Well, no, 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 no. Give him some credit. He falls at about the fourth hurdle. Okay, I mean, he didn't overcome that hurdle, though, did he? No. I would, no, I was talking about metaphorically. Right. In, in my metaphor, <laughs> the first hurdle was the fourth hurdle, because the first hurdle is grand. Everyone makes the yeah, first yeah, hurdle. Yeah. But go three or four, and then you've got the old hammies are stretched out. It's like, oh, you know, you start Matt. thinking about if things are going to make contact. The fourth hurdle, you know. That's the real first hurdle right there. It's the real first hurdle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know how to fucking run, you know, that's what I'm saying. He always resorts to violence when it doesn't go well in the sports. He, he's always punching a lad, or, you yeah. know, he's a trickster. He's a naughty or boy. Or combing his hair really aggressively, <laughs> like, you know. And he can't help but saunter in every situation. Like, he does this little kind of Liam Gallagher swagger walk when he's dribbling a basketball or when he's wrestling or whatever. He does, Sam, I'd say almost like he'd walk like his whole body is made out of slightly too al dente spaghetti. There's a wobbliness, <laughs> but there's a firmness as well, if you know what I mean, with the swaying. But he, he's running to try and impress Sandy. He just wants Sandy to like him because she likes a football player. And as much as he's like, oh, don't make me laugh. <laughs> he does hey. want her to be impressed. He trips. She's concerned. Come on, Sandy. Don't don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> she's worried. She's like, are you all right? He asked if the, the jock's taking her to the dance. And she's like, that depends on you. So like, what, oh. on, on me? So they, they go dinering, you know? Back to another another diner. Where he's hiding her away behind menus, and he orders what is known as a double polar burger. What's that? I don't know. Double polar burger. Polar. 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 Is it cold? Is it just a frozen beef burger? I don't know. I mean, that sounds a bit shit, is it? Is it polar like, bear meat? Polar. I mean, could they have the capacity to freeze meat in that time? Since uh, thousands of years ago where they are Oh, yeah, here. They, they'd just put it in an icy bag, wouldn't they? Yeah, or a brown a paper bag. Sack. Like. Yeah. It's back in the day before we knew you had to wash your hands, so they like lick their fingers and shit as well when they're yeah. doing it. The big they put mingers. it in a cold rod and just wait for it to, <laughs> to chill. Everyone joins them. It's their worst-kept secret. And like, Danny's <sighs> still trying to be all embarrassed and trying to have his uh, church and stay kept separate, so to speak. He doesn't yeah. want the, the boys knowing about Sandy. He wants Sandy knowing about the boys. He wants to have his polar burger and eat it, doesn't he? Exactly. He, wa- he wants to have his pomade all over his hands and in his hair at the same time. <laughs> he wants to be a greasy boy, figuratively and literally. Yeah, but literally all of the other characters turn up to this thing. Yeah, and this is where we just get a very random sequence here, where it's kind of like, you realise that this takes place over the course of an entire school year, so we're going to graduate, mm. so everyone has a little bit of an arc, which is random, because oftentimes, in the case of uh, Frenchie, who's like, I think I'm going to join beauty school, and then like, yeah. two fucking seconds later, there's a big, long fucking scene now, where it's like, I'm dropping exposition, out of she's dropping out of beauty school, and also, she dyed her hair wrong, she looks like an Easter egg. I quite like I like the pink hair. I think it's it looks, awesome. That's a good People dye would job. kill for that. It's a great yeah. dye job. Fab dye job. You should be hiding that away, like from those small-minded fills. And all the other sort of auxiliary characters are arguing or getting together or something. You know, uh, Rizzo's got a hickey from Kaniki. I think they called that character Kaniki just for that line. I think so. Yeah, yeah. tricky Kaniki. Two of the other ones, I think, put Schmucksy or something and. Uh, I don't know the names of Schmupsy and Doodah go off to Oopy Doop in the Disney head off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nelly the elephant go to the fucking pack their bags and go to the bloody circus, mate. Yeah, uh, Trump, Trump, Trump. 
Danny and Sandy, they leave, and they leave their two full milkshakes behind, which I think is oh fucking unacceptable. Putting out the cigarette on the burger plate as well. Get out of here. Wash your mouth out with soap, wrong, dirty wrong, bastards. Wrong. Um, Absolutely wrong. I must say, though, Frenchie's song is quite long and protracted for essentially one stray line of dialogue. It's quite a harsh tone as well. It's like, you're shit at beauty school. Go back to high school, you fucking freak. Well, Only a hooker this, would hire you. This guardian angel. He's not much of a guardian angel, is he? Well, she's like, oh, I need a guardian angel and then this kind of man comes out of the sky to sing a song about how she should go back to regular school not beauty school is that man supposed to be anyone is that a i special think he's man? a famous he's a famous music man of some sort because at the end when they went guest starring he was one of the big names was so he? i think much like in the blues brothers many there are a lot of guest stars are like oh that's a big name if you know your doo wop a doo bop a deep dapo but we don't so who's the singer from uh, from the godfather johnny fontaine yeah it's basically Johnny Fontaine turns up. A little bit of that, yeah. yeah. A little bit of Johnny that Fontaine. Kind of vibe. Big number. It's all just to be like, oh, you, you fucked up your die job. Go back to school. There you go. One die job, fuck up, and that's it. You're dropping out. Yeah. Well, if that's your attitude to life, Frenchie, well, then you're not going to get very far. <laughs> it's the day of the big bandstand grand bandstand competition. <laughs> I can't stand the national bandstand national televised competition, Kevin. I'll tell you that for now. All the dinks arrive for the national bandstand grand slam dan dam dam bam. And there's lots of grandstanding from all these people to try and get on the national bandstand grand live television performance. Erisher, look, it'll be grand. Stand <laughs> competition taking place here now with uh, Rizzo and your one join up with uh, your man from the Scorpions and he pretty much looks like the leader of the Cobra Kai or one of the really ugly extras. Yeah, he's not the best looking lad, is he? This... I think he's called Leo, maybe? Maybe. I think. Whoa, Leo Scorpio? Hey. Oh, maybe that's a thing. Maybe it is. Ah, maybe not. Maybe we should look at our horoscope to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Dan needs fucking suit here. Oh, yeah, that's a look. A pink shirt. Yeah, strong. that's a look. Yeah. Very strong. Wrestling bad guy should wear that, like, mm. you know? And it's yeah. a very, very good look. It's what Dolph Ziggler would wear to a prom, isn't it? You know, I think, pretty sure he wore that once, except with pink high tops as well. You right. know? <laughs> Ruining any effect whatsoever. Uh, liked a lot of the lyrics in this very long dance sequence, oh, such as yeah. "Rock and roll is here to stay and will never die." Mate, yeah. you heard vaporwave, yeah? You fucking old dinosaur, rock and roll's dead, yeah. Over. This is what Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys was saying in his speech at the Brit Awards, where he was like, "I bet you look good on the dance floor." Was that, <laughs> was, that was the crux of it, wasn't it? And we're like, all right, that's a bit inappropriate. You've got your award. Don't need to call me out singularly. He had his slick back hair and he was like, this rock and roll, it'll never die. Invoice me for the mic. And he dropped the mic on the stage. And, you know, the spirit of Greece lives on in the Arctic Monkeys these days. Oh, absolutely. But unfortunately, I think the Arctic Monkeys, whether by the swords or the slow onslaught of time, will die. And okay. you will wander this mortal coil forever alone. But, oh. Uh. With nothing but the years to whittle away your time. 
So just think about that, really, when you're thinking about, you know, oh, what music I'm going to hitch my wagon to. You know what? I'm just going to say, right? I like video game music, you know? I'm not going to say, oh, it'll never die. It may. I'm not going to predict the future. I'm not going to fucking make a boom claim like that that I can't predict, you know? Control what you can, you know? Wasn't it great when Peter Crouch did the robot and the football pitch? <laughs> it was. It was great. That was yeah, good. It was fabulous. That. I did like that. Many of these dance moves that they're mm. doing are, are almost like wrestling maneuvers. Very intense yeah. dance, these rock and rollers. Mm. It's like slides between the legs and picking up and scooping and throwing around and swinging and stuff. It's all very technical. Very, very high energy, very youthful, very full yeah. of joy. It's very surprising that many of these would grow up to be racists. And <laughs> it's, it's interesting that all of these, like, 30 and 40 year old people are able to do some of these youthful maneuvers, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they're fucking... I mean, I hope they got some ambulances outside because, you know, some of these kids are a bit old, like. Yeah. The gross host hits on a bunch of high school students. Puts yeah. them in jail. Ah, there's, a lo- there's a lot of this as well. And in this dance-off contest as well, there's so many times where it's kind of like, it's a girl. Wah! Rip her dress off. Don't do yeah. that. Pick that lady up and spin her around your head. Wah! The thing with the, uh, the gross TV hosts flirting with the younger girls is that yeah. nothing comes of it and it doesn't mean anything to anything at no, all. No, I wanted him to get dunked, Sam. You know, I wanted Gak, Slime, Pie, something. This guy needs to be taken down a peg for being a fucking diddler. There's no comeuppance. There's nothing. There's not even any extension of that as a storyline. It's just like, oh, this is happening. Let's put it in. This is a thing that, c- that, has, that happens all the time back here in the 50s. It's fine. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird it is, that they put it? that in and don't do anything with it. It's a shame that uh, Operation U-Tree didn't extend to yeah. uh, these historic allegations <laughs> <Fiction>. here. <laughs> they have a big dance central song, which is Born to Hand Jive Baby, which I think that is a wank as well. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like I Born think to A lot of this is about... A lot, isn't it? It's a big wanking film. More than I thought, mm. really, to be honest. Like, you know. Grease Lightning? Yeah, I mean, that's probably, yeah. you know. Hopelessly devoted... To wanking. <laughs> I note here in this scene, which was around 12 minutes long. Yeah. I mean, this is what's great about movies like this. There is a lot of dancing, and oh. there's music, and they dance to that music, and it, Danny dances for a bit, and then he dances with a, a new girl called Cha Cha, mm. and then they dance as someone on the microphone screams, higher and higher and higher and higher, and then they win, which is good. And then there's some more dancing and another song, but a different song this time. Blue Moo. I'll be honest with you, Kevin. During the whole of this dance competition sequence, I was bored out of my fucking mind. <laughs> like, I was not into it at all. Oh, it was grand for me because while this was going <sighs> on, right, Joe the intern's playing Red Dead Redemption right. 2. So she was just popping around doing loads of cool cowboy shit set to doo-wop yeah. music, which was quite funny for me. Like, it's like, all right, I- I've got one eye on what's going on here. Lots of dancing, so there was. There was a but, lot. Uh, for an hour, for um, an hour and 57 minutes or whatever it was, we could have skimmed a few of these of minutes Maybe. away here. Yeah. Maybe. But so, I-, I can't really remember why Sandy gets pulled away from the dance floor. Because she's not, she's too shy at dancing. So the right. bad girl, Chacha, who's got a bad reputation. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't care about, my chicken, about me and my reputation. Do you think we can fly? Well, I do. I, I do. do. Fuck. Uh. I don't know. Give a shit about nothing. Standing on the corner singing all that McGuffin. <laughs> don't say my mom should have had an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, see, that would be my Greece, you see. That would be, yeah, me too that as well. That would be a film like, that yeah. I would release in the 2020s that's set in the 2000s. And you've got your biscuit, you've got your Sum 41. Yeah, that would be great. I'd watch that. So as they do the song Blue Moon and they dance, a bunch of boys run out and expose their bare asses, which leads to a load of waitresses who are adults mm. going, mmm. <laughs> so they do. They go, mmm. Very which, of, which of the children that comes in here are those bare arses? Because I like them, I do. It's mm. fine because they're all 40, so it's okay. It's just like um, the full Monty, you know. That, lordy, you, you lordy. Because like. they're all adults. I know. Well, you know. But <laughs> the funniest thing about the mooning situation is that the, the teachers are saying that the FBI has special butt experts who will be able to identify Boom. you from your bottom. And you've been reported to the cyber police as well. <laughs> you've been reported to the bum police who will look at your bum and they'll be able to know who you are because they've got your bum print on file. And Sam, I think you and I could be a great oddball cop duo who, like, head up the bum police department, <laughs> like, you know. And I, I think that, like, you know, we Couple could render services. Bum cops on know. the on the prowl. On the prowl. Couple that doesn't sound good. On the beach. No, that doesn't sound... All right, all right. Hand in your badge, chaplain. You're a loose cannon. I warned you from day one that I run... The, this is a tight, aggressive unit. We run hard and we run fast. Yeah. And there's no room for loose cannons here. You give me your badge. Okay. Now smoke this PCP. Chaplain, you seem to be enjoying being a bum cop too much. <laughs> Hand in your badge. Have you seen uh, Training Day? No. Oh, we got to get a bit of Denzel in you. But, but I've got to get a bit of Denzel in you. Oh, I mean, no, he's, he's a bad cop, that's all. Different cop. Different type of cop. No. What does it mean to go with someone? You, oh, you're going, going with him. Oh, I thought you were going with him. You went with him. A step prior to going steady. You go, then you go steady, and then the whole steady plays after that. Right. Does it, does it mean shagging? Does it mean banging? No, does no, it, going no. just means... Going on dates? Courting, yeah. Dates with mates, you know? Double dating, diner time, booth action. So I suppose it could extend to to Rumpy Pumpy, perhaps. I know, but usually in these situations, it's it's at the discretion of the individuals to tell you more, tell you more. Did you put up a fight? (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We get another Uh situation where Danny is apologising, but he he massively fucks it up. Yeah, he gives her a ring at the drive-in. First of all, drive-ins, that's something that that generation got. We never did. I don't even know if it happened in in England or Ireland, but it sounds like a good time. I think they happen now, but only on, like, Kickstarter or something. You know, like, oh... Or you have to... You can go, but you can only go in the... If you're not dressed authentically from the 50s, (sighs) they won't let you into the time realm where it is the 50s. Like, this isn't a hot rod. It's a Nissan Micra. Get out of here. There's no driving movies that aren't Facebook events, you know? Yeah, You you can't just go to one legitimately you have to be part excuse of me thing. sir are you are you wearing roller skates no well then you cannot come in i'm sorry <laughs> um, boogie on out of here she gets upset because he he tries to do some some making out here yeah he gives her a ring and then she goes thank you for the ring now i know that you respect me well, yeah all right okay sure what what with this ring yeah can i touch your boobs like what the fuck man oh, yeah. oh kevin i'm You've never been given a respect ring, have you? I've not. Does that mean that uh, no one RSPECT means me? Mm-mm. I wish someone would find out what it means to me, at least. Like, it's you know? all right. I'm just going to pop mine off so you don't see it and get... 
<laughs> embarrassed that you, you you've not had one. So he he, tr- he tries the moves, Sam, and the moves are is about is it's a sneezing based move. <laughs> they're not slick at all, like you know. Very rare does a sneeze. A sneeze is a very unsexy thing most very times. Very unsexy, yeah. For something that feels so good, it's oddly the very little crossover there, sexually speaking. Um, no. You know, the, the sneeze is not a good move whatsoever. Yeah, despite having a kind of build-up and a climax, it's not sexy. No, right? and a, a wet sneeze or a dry sneeze, yeah. both quite poor. And I don't know about you, Sam, but I've been told I've got a telltale sneeze. Okay. Like, you can literally tell if I've been in a room and sneezed in it, because apparently there's kind of a, a sweetness in the air. Now, I'm oh. not sure if that's just veiled compliments that I'm so sweet that I let out, like, or if I got a blood sugar problem or something. I thought you meant, but, like, when, yeah. you, when you started sneezing, you could decide which path of sneeze you'd go down, and your sneeze would be determined by the choices you'd made oh, so I'm like, this is going to be dry because I'm going to shake hands afterwards after I <laughs> yeah. sneeze into this hand, you know? A classic or... telltale <laughs> sneeze. If you are going to sneeze and you're worried that it's going to be a big one, pop your shirt collar over your nose or right. your blouse or whatever. Uh-huh. Sneeze down there. It's on the underside of your shirt then. And yeah. you can deal with that at a later date. No one's going to know. No one's going to sneeze. You're just going to look like you've dipped in there to smell your chest. Rub some snot into your chest afterwards and you'll, you'll be fine. Well, no, no, no. If it's going to be a, a sneeze, Let I'm assuming... rub some snot into my chest, Kev. Fine, God. Thank you. you. Know? We fi- we've moved on from crispy M&Ms at least, I guess, you know? <laughs> we'll put a vote up about that as well. Uh, Rizzo's pregnant now and the rumour spreads. Yeah. But Kaniki says he won't run away from his mistakes, which is nice. He's noble, isn't he? He is saying that it's a mistake, which, I mean, it is, so that's fine. It's his mistake, though, isn't it? Like, Yeah. You know? Yeah, because he broke the old condom. But then she was like, I'm not playing the blame game here. You know? No, there ain't no blame game. There's a responsibility game here, and there's a responsibility to be taken up. Odd tonal shift here when we go from like, come on, Sandy, let me feel your breasts. And she's like, oh, get the fuck away from me. Sandy. What are you doing? <laughs> she like throws the ring at me, and she's like, you're disgusting. You didn't respect my boundaries. I'm yeah. out of here. And I'm like, oh, man, he's fucking beefed up bad here now. He's really fucked up. I assume we're going to get a sad song now from Sandy about, like, why is he such a fucking freak? Or why is he so, you know, overeager yeah. and such a fucking putz? But no, we get a sad song from Danny. He's like, oh, Sandy, I just wanted to touch you up. <laughs> you hurt me real bad, Sandy. No. Real bad. <laughs> Didn't you? Sandy, you hurt my feelings when you didn't let me grope you without your consent. And she she threw that ring back at him, which that was not on. No. No. Clearly. Lines were crossed, apparently. I can't remember anything about how that song goes at all. He's like, Sandy, I know it has I'm Sandy in misery. I'm so sad, Sandy. He fucking wandered around and looked in reflections and shit. I'm like, sorry. it's like you, This was literally a dickhead feeling sorry for himself. It was not... Worthy of a song. How about your one who loves sweets from the fucking from the pink ladies? Give her an old song about candy or something, you know? Yeah, that'd be fun. No yeah. candy song. No, no. Let's hear about this fucking groper instead. Foodie. <laughs> Grease Lightning's all ready now for Thunder cool. Road. Mm. It does look cool. Nice mm-hmm. paint job. It'll go faster. Yeah. And then Rizzo, randomly, because this, this is what happens there. Like, oh, the B characters just kind of like, oh, the movie's wrapping up now, so uh, give her a song. And she's like, a song about. That she likes flirting and stuff, and that's all right. Yeah, she's like this worst. She's talking about worst things she could do. Yeah, then like take cold showers. Then be pregnant. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's don't an know. odd song. It's, as I say, like the the kind of in between songs 
do nothing for me here, really. Yeah. They're not, they're, these are these are the clangers of which we talked about. The bangers are bangers for a reason, and the clangers are clangers because you can't remember how they go. Hot take, right? Yeah, there yeah. is not a song in Greece that is good that doesn't involve multiple people. It's the solo songs that all suck. We listed all the songs that we liked, and those are all the songs which are yeah. big ensemble pieces with big dance numbers. Rizzo's cars. one is bad. Yeah. Danny's one was Danny's bad. Sandy is bad. Sandy's, Sandy's one was bad. Devoted is bad. Yeah, the weird one where it's like, go fucking drop out, you freak. That one was bad as well. That was that was sort of a group one, but it was that was it was better because you had was, cool uh, visuals. Yeah, that reminded me of the Big Lebowski, but, but it's still that, bad. Yeah. Still bad. Ah, there we go. Thunder Road is a proper Grand Theft Auto looking ditch, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, I've proper. driven down there in one of those games. Yeah, I- I've been chased by T one thousand in down here in my dreams a few yeah. times. You know <laughs> that's happened. Thunder Road. Mm, which car's the best? It's yeah. Thunder Road. Everyone knows about Thunder Road. Thunder Road, the legendary car racing event. Which car is the best? Only two entrance this year though at Thunder Road <laughs> which is honestly not really that great of a pickup for it and I can see why the hot ride scene kind of suffered really because with only sure the two of them showing up like yeah we, we race for pinks it's like well there's only two cars like so what, one person's going on with two cars now oh, great like not a grace turnout for it now at all if really there were more people would the winner go home with multiple cars like I would have thought yeah yeah or maybe Thunder Road is a series of head-to-heads that take place with an hour of a buffer between, so there's no spillover and bad blood with the gangs. Maybe this was the Thunder Road quarterfinal. You don't know. Like, you don't it know. It could have been uh, the start. Of, well, this could have been just the heats. Yeah, the, the round-robin situation that we could have had here. Great phrase here from the head of the Scorpions. Get the dude, man. <laughs> what? What what's he referring to there? Oh, I thought he was like, get that dude, man. Like, oh, we'll get him for you. Don't worry, because we're the scorpions. But no, he right. was just kind of like saying, check me out. Get the dude, man. The dude yeah. is me. Oh, he's not the dude, man. No, he, he's he's the dude. Comma, get me the dude, man. man. <laughs> get me, comma, the dude, comma, comma man, man. Exclamation yeah, yeah. mark, square yeah. bracket parentheses, because I'm feeling fucking wild. The baddie's got weapons. The baddie has got weapons. Kaniki was going to raise this, but he, he hits his head. The baddie's got spiky hubcaps. But he's an idiot, though, because, like, it's it's a foregone conclusion in this race, Sam. Lightning always beats fire. That's just, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Cars 101, you know? And Danny has to race this because Kaniki's hurt his head, yep. picking up a lucky coin. Yeah. And also the, the scorpion man says, here are the rules. There are no rules. First one over there and back wins. Second rule is you do not talk about Thunder Road. <laughs> well, well they... someone should, shouldn't they? Because <laughs> the turnout was so bad. You and your rules. No wonder no one's coming to Thunder Road anymore. This fucking dictator we got here. Oh, don't tell anyone. No rules. Oh, do you want to go to the poorly regulated car race? No, I think we'll give it a miss. Last year, everyone got arrested. Oh, right, yeah. Not much of a turnout this year, will there? We get a fun little car chase. There's the spiky hubcaps going into the car. Yeah, it's cool. Danny's Grease Lightning does a a little jump, and it's a very realistic car jump, because it's a little jump. As it lands, the car looks fucking knackered by it. Yeah. (laughs) You rarely want to do a jump. I really enjoyed that jump. That's not a movie jump. That's what would actually happen if you tried to jump a car like that jump, and I appreciated that. Do you ever remember the first time you went over a speed bump slightly slightly too fast, and you were like, whoa, hang on a second oh god is the car all right yeah yeah it's a, it's a rush the suspension will be knackered 
on that car, but they probably didn't have suspension in those days. Danny wins. Mm-hmm. Sandy watches and contemplates a rebrand. Maybe I should be different. Because <laughs> Danny can drive a car. I should abandon my principles. Why do I Tell me more, tell me more. Do some stuff with your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Graduation carnival. Yeah. Mm. Rizzle's not pregnant. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's nice. Cream the teacher competition here. Whoa. You, you throw, throw a pie at the, the teacher. The T-Birds can't do it because they, they didn't pay attention in phys ed. But Eugene the nerd can throw. Teach him a lesson. He gets his nice moment there, but then gets a pie in the face for his trouble because he can't have a nice redeeming moment, Eugene the nerd. Exactly, because the, the moral of the story is nerds are dirt. Yeah, nerds are the, dirt. The dirt beneath dirt. the heel of your boot. The T-Birds are the only good ones. Did Danny loud and track and now he's a jock? Oh, that year flew by fast, huh? Yeah, he's, uh, he's wearing his jock jacket. Sure, you know what they say, don't smile until Thunder Road. And then Sandy shows up. Or should I say, Sandy? <laughs> Sandy? Sandy? Sandy, you know what? What? What's that? She's all dressed up like a a greaser. Greaser sounds bad to say out loud, I've realised. It's not a nice sentence. I don't feel comfortable saying (laughs) Get out of here. We don't want any of your filthy greaser scum here. here. Oh, okay. Whoa, don't want any trouble, buddy. Okay, all right. England. (laughs) I want so bad. Yeah. Just John Travolta. The, his vocal track right. isolated, nothing else, because he literally goes, <coughs> and I had subtitles on, and I go, you're not reading, and this was recorded separately as well, what's yeah, your yeah. excuse? He's was he like waiting for his Uber, like, oh, it's, sorry, it's coming here any second, you know what I when I was reading off the list of bangers, I did forget that this song exists, and this is also a banger. This is the the most bangerous banger. Yeah, because you got chills that are multiplying. Yeah, so that's exponential growth. Exponential growth. Yeah, yeah. you know, frozen by the end of it. It was mm. great stuff. Great outfits from both of them. They both took a million dollars. Yeah, great yeah. dance sequence through the carnival. It's great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I sat down and I watched that five minutes, I would have been good. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Probably realise that's why everyone used to have that as like, you know, everyone I knew who liked who liked Greece yeah. had that as their profile video on Bebo back in the day. Right, yeah, yeah. And they didn't that's have stupid. any of the other songs, would they now? Because they were a bit rubbish in comparison. Because mm. this is the song. The quintessential Greece song. It is. Now, if you give me Mary Poppins, you give me Les Mis, you give me Jesus Christ Superstar, mm. you give me Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, I might have to have a sit and a think about what song is best, because there's at least two I like in each one. But you would say that the one that the one is the best one. Is the one that I want, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, the song that follows afterwards, though, it was a little bit of, whoa. We go together, like a Yeah, now... What? When you go ramadamading, and then I'm like, okay, here, we're approaching Alan Partridge levels of vague, <laughs> vague racial slurs dressed up in bouncy English lilty language. Right. I just saw a little bit like, I'm just saying, if Hugh Grant said the lyrics of this in a very stern English accent, I would have thought he was like a UKIP member or something like that. I think it's all right. I don't think this. It's just it's a long post that. on fucking Facebook that's been on Earth where it's like Chang Chang, which they say over and over again. And uh, I'm just saying, Sam, I'm washing my hands right? of this. 
I'm not dying on this hill. Hey Sandy, what? What's that? You want to fly away in my car into the sun? Yeah, okay. At the end. Why not, eh? That's fine. I've got no issue with that. Some people in the comments on the vote were saying they wanted to see me watch, well, they wanted to hear my opinions on Greece because they wanted to see what I thought of the ending. I've got no issue with the car flying off into the sky. Fuck it. It's a silly movie, right? Ripped off from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which literally ends the exact same oh, way. Oh, okay. Uh, like, see, I haven't seen that. The exact same way now, you know? So I, yeah, I don't get that reference, mate. But I'm happy with that. That's fine. Yeah. But film on the whole, uh, I mean, yeah. if I was dealing with the pink ladies and the T-birds and the scorpions and all the fucking burks in Rydell High, yeah, yeah. I want to get into a car and fly off into the atmosphere. Yeah. Again, if we, if we were doing the early 2000s reshuffle of this, I'd have uh, Nelly Furtado, I'm <laughs> like a bird at this point. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do this, Nelly. It's getting hot in here. No, 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 no. I'm it's doing, getting I'm hot like in here. Fly the, away. I, oh, I thought you were saying I'm like a Burke. I'm like, mate, don't come I'm on like now. a Burke. I'm going to go away. <laughs> I always get it wrong anyway. <laughs> always get it wrong anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to get off in my car and fucking circulate around the atmosphere for a while until you people learn fucking consent and tolerance. Yeah. Then I'll return to your planet. Kevin. Sam. Quick question. Yeah. Is there a message to this film at all? Or any moral or any real... What does any of this mean? Okay, I thought the message of this movie was, yeah. from my initial admi- admittedly hazy viewings, was you have to change to find the one that you want because that's you have a weird to, message. Yeah, well, you have to grow. Like I, I accept right. that's a that's a good message, I think, because you do have to grow. Meeting someone you want to spend your life with is the first real opportunity you get where you are kind of like, okay. Maybe if I do want to spend my life with someone and have the one, if you believe in such a concept, yeah. then maybe I need to have a bit of a look at myself and maybe there's some things about myself which I should work on. Which hmm. seems like a generally positive message. Okay, like, Sandy, yeah, yeah. maybe you shouldn't be so uptight. Danny, maybe you shouldn't be such a fucking putz all the goddamn time. Yeah. You know, Both of you can learn and grow from each other. And what seems to happen there is that Danny does pick up on that and then Danny's like, you know what, I'm going to focus on my athletics, become a better person. But then the moral of the story at the end is don't bother because the women will just change to be the the way you want them to be so it's all right yeah. in the end which doesn't seem like a very good message they both change no he takes off his jacket at the end oh, he's, he's a greaser and Greek she's town. a greaser it's like oh is the smart sophisticated letterman jacket wearing danny gonna dance with disco pants sandy no he's fucking not he's greasier than ever it's a film about compromise right <laughs> mate there's nothing compromising about driving a car off into the sky that's a greaser move fucking skipping town combing your hair and wandering away from your problems so that was the end of the film that was the end of the film <laughs> i don't feel brilliant about it no no, I, you seem so considered. I, I know I'll, I'll catch flack for this, but I, honestly, I'm not a fan of the movie. I, I gave, I didn't watch it in double speed or anything. I was fucking laser focused on this. Mm. Other than watching Joe be a cowboy while they yeah. danced for a year, That's I was all on this, you know. Yeah, and there's great songs in it, but as a whole, as a movie, it's like, ee. this is the thing. I liked the the main songs from Greece. Yeah, they were fine. Some of the dance numbers to go along with them were fine. A lot of the songs I didn't enjoy. Pretty much all of the characters I didn't like. 
I, I know, I liked the girl who had candy, and I liked um, Eugene was all right. You know, he was a nice boy. See, this is the thing. It's a bit clutching at straws there, isn't it? To, like, I just want Eugene to know it'll be all right, because he'll probably be very successful. Like, you know, the well, skills he's probably that he's a good sportsman. Learning. He is. He's a he's a he's a nerd. You know, he's got he's got his love of technology and the sciences and all that jazz. But he and could he's be a pitcher a fucking, if you want to be. He's got a right arm like a traction engine. You know, yeah. he he's got it all. I think if you really like the fifties and the aesthetic and those sort of old school rock and roll tunes, then maybe this film will really do something for you. I don't have that affinity. Yeah, and so the only bits I enjoyed with the bits I already kind of knew and everything else, I wasn't that fussed by, and I found myself getting quite bored throughout a lot of this film, especially the big dancing competition bit. Yeah, it went on for a while, didn't it? And the, f- the funny bits weren't funny. I didn't laugh at any of this film. It, I know it wasn't taking itself super seriously. But no one acts so goofily that you you have a... Like, I thought, oh, I'll have a laugh at young John Travolta schmucking yeah. it up here, and he was, you know, it's a... They're Straight all, laced they're performance. All right. they're yeah. all, like they're all a bit too good for you to get any joy from it being yeah. goofy or anything, you know. It's too like okay to be ridiculous, and it's not serious enough that it has. Yeah, it's just uh, it's I, too yeah. slick a production to to poke fun at it, like you because know, it yeah. is like you know the it's fucking the dance numbers. No, no, the dance numbers, the choreography, the singing. It's all amazing. Like Olivia Newton-John had to be like sewn into that costume in the right. end. Like it's a you know there's hard work all, on all yeah. fronts here. You know, absolutely. So you can't you can't begrudge them that. But I don't know. Mm. I mean, if you're into fifty shit and vintage shit, it's gonna be your bag. But obviously, it's gonna be your fucking bag. You know. Uh. I mean, you know, where are you with this, Sam? Um, it wasn't for me. I nearly just said, Kevin, I didn't like it, but I'd like bits of it, but it's 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 just not my bag. If you're at a wedding again and one of those songs come on, would you be up there, you know, hand-jiving with the rest of them? Well, if, if, if it was that hand-jive one, I can't remember a fucking word of it. If it was the Sandy one, I can't remember. If it's the Hopelessly Devoted one, I can't remember. If it's the... Yeah, but if it's one of the big boys. We go together. I might remember that one now. Summer Loving, I'd know. Grease Lightning, I'd sort of know. Even then, I'm not too sure I'd remember all the bits of Grease Lightning. I just remember it says Grease Lightning. Ooh, Grease Lightning. Ooh, Grease Lightning. Honestly, the, 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 how you know if a musical has yeah. gotten its hooks into you, it's it's not going to be now. It's going to be a day or two from now. Yeah, the yeah. first time I watched Les Miz, I was just like, ah, this it was fun, silly, fun, silly movie. But I didn't like the music. And then two days later, I was like singing it like when I woke up in the right. morning. I was like, I, it just got under my skin like, you know, a little earworm. Well, we might have to follow this up and see if it gets We, we may skin, have but... to follow it up and see, mm. yeah, if, if, if they have embedded themselves in your mind ears. Sam, you've got a face on you that makes me feel you might be a bit trepidatious, but I will ask anyway. Tell me more, tell me more. What's your star wipe rating? Two star wipes. Two star wipes. (laughs) Two star wipes. You heard it here first. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, it was edited by me, Sam, and the music is also by me. A reminder that if you want to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. Episode votes are on Facebook over at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl. We're on Twitter, that's at cinemaswirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or otherwise, send them over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. 
If you haven't already, please do subscribe on whichever podcast thing you use. And if you enjoy the show, please do recommend it to anyone else who you think might enjoy it too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Cinema Swell. Oh, also, trans rights. Bye.